Hello and welcome to the Church Society podcast. I'm Ros Clark. I'm the Associate Director of Church Society and I'm your host here on these podcasts. And this month, as always, I'm joined by Amanda Robbie for our monthly book review. Uh, we've been reading uh, something I think that is a first for us on the podcast. We've been reading a work of fiction uh, for this month's book review. I was really amused to see um, a week or two ago on the Gospel Coalition website they pre republished an article which Jim Packer wrote 30 or 40 years ago, defending his enjoyment of detective fiction. <laughs> I, I don't know, Amanda, whether that's something you've ever felt the need to defend. No, no, it's something I'm quite passionate about, actually. I'm very fond of detective fiction. Yes, yes. and, and uh, so is Jim Packer, and he talks about just simply it's fun, uh, it's good for your brain to have... Um, the sort of puzzle of the detective novel, um, but also just to be thinking about something in a different kind of way, using a different part of your brain. And I think, I don't know that many Christians particularly feel that they need to defend the idea of reading fiction, but the idea of reading Christian fiction is maybe something that sounds very worthy, sounds like something perhaps we feel we ought to do, but we might not enjoy. I wonder if slightly it's in the same sort of department as Christian pop music. Yes. So sort of, or Christian art. It's sort of... uh, Not very good. Yes, not very good in a slight, it's slightly worthy and um, yes, a bit niche sort of subculture. Yes. Um, So the book that we have been reading this month is Phoebe, by Paula Gooder, um, which she describes, and it was helpful to me to have read this uh, as I went through. She does say, this book is not a novel. Novels are carefully crafted stories written for the sake of the story alone. This book comes, at least in part, in the form of a story, but it is not written just for the sake of the story. It's written to bring to life the characters and experiences hinted at in Romans 16, and to suggest ways you might imagine what it was like to be part of the early Christian community. So it is a work of fiction. It's not precisely a novel. It's written for a particular purpose. Did you enjoy it, Amanda? Yes, it, I think it has more parallels, I think, with um, historical detective fiction, of which I'm very fond. So I recently read um, Tomb Lands by uh, C.J. Samson, new sort of blockbusting novel out, which is set in a particular historical context uh, with some real history in it, but then imagines around it. And this is, it's set in a particular historical context with particular characters who we know from the page of scripture, but we know very little about them, mainly apart from their names. So I, I did really enjoy it. it. I found it a bit slow going. At first, it felt a little bit more worthy and sort of theological uh but then then she got going I think yes I mean I I must admit I was slightly taken aback and and maybe slightly put off by the sort of subtitle so the book is called Phoebe a story with notes which again not not absolutely selling it to me Pauline Christianity in narrative form and again it slightly makes me think gosh this is a book that is going to be good for me yes and, and there is some of that, and we'll maybe talk about that in a moment. But um, like you, I found it a little bit slow to get going. But I, I did really enjoy it as yes. a book in it, the end. Yes, it was. There, she tell, There is a good story there, a good... Yeah. The, the story of the people who 
um, yeah. were she, early so, Christians. Exactly. So the central character, obviously, is Phoebe, um, who is mentioned in Romans 16. We're not told a lot about her, but we know a little bit about her. And so she imagines quite a detailed backstory for Phoebe, which is which is very moving, but also opens up... We might just need to put... There we go. The the dog is just being a bit overexcited about the story as well. Um, the backstory which opens up a whole lot of stuff to do with what it was like being a Christian in Rome in the first century. Um, and lots of different characters, different kinds yeah. of experiences. And I thought that was one of the strengths of the bit was was that characterisation and, yes. and the diversity. And the, uh, exploration of... Um, uh, slavery and life in first century Rome because Phoebe was um because it's it, yeah. she's mentioned in Romans and it seems that she is the bear she's the one who brings the letter to the Romans to the church in Rome so um yes a sort of imagining of what it was like to live there and how people made their living and um yeah. excellent note so these notes at the back actually then really quite interesting and fascinating because they she notes how you know people lived in these tenement blocks and early christians would meet in their uh meet in workshops rather than houses yes and i i really liked how we we just got that sense of of real everyday life mm. Um, so a lot of the action is set in uh, Priscilla and Aquila's workshop where they are making tents and you get these sort of piles of animal skins and they're, they're there and they're working while people are telling the stories and they're all gathering there in the morning to pray before they go off to their different jobs. And, you know, you just you just get a sense of of the different kinds of people in the church. Um, you know, the, the Jewish characters come across very differently from the, the Roman characters and the, the slaves and the free people. And um, there's one of the, the quite central characters who is a very um, high in status um, senator. Um, and, you know, his life is very different and the costs of him becoming Christian are very yeah. different. from and there's, there's one, uh, Herodianus, I think, yes. who's a, a observant Jew and his struggles to that that you know the the jew gentile uh struggles which were very real and and costly yeah. for, for everyone in the early church and how they were he was sort of saying oh those gentiles but not you here my friend you know yes. it was very sort of good to sort of see and him very realistic yeah. how those relationships would have been i think yeah. and the the sort of um you know those who are very uh, strident in their evangelism so particularly junior is given <laughs> yeah. that kind of role and all the others slightly sitting there kind of wishing that she could just be a bit more tactful yes yeah, so it's, it's <laughs> no one incident where she goes out to get some bread or something yes. and they have to go and fetch her because she's doing evangelism it slightly reminded me of your husband yes at that yeah, point. yeah 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 um, but true. also you know <laughs> she'll be um uh, she'll choose the most provocative place in the city to go and yeah. preach the gospel and then be thrilled that she gets thrown into prison for it and <laughs> you know while there's somebody asking oh could we just keep our heads down a yeah. little bit and um, the, 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 um, the setting is the sort of uh, as Nero has come to um be emperor so there's that sort of feeling that things that might aren't, yeah. well they are going to go wrong for Christians yes yeah, so the, the tension is really ratcheting up throughout the book actually yeah. and and just um, yeah. you see that in all sorts of ways, things becoming more and more difficult for and there, the Christians. There's also you know great debate when the letter is read out and repeatedly read out, and everyone 
listens to the letter being read out and then argues about it. That was one of my favourite scenes, actually. And I think that was one of the things I felt quite strongly in the book was I just got the sense of, oh, I wish church was like that. Yes. You know, and that, yeah, as you say, someone reading out um, Paul's letter to the Romans and everybody just having a go and kind of saying, well, I think he was talking about, no, well, he was, didn't mean that, he meant this. And, yes, a big, a big you know, discussion. But really caring people... about it and then desperately coming back the next day to hear Phoebe talk about what she thought he meant because she'd been with him and, yeah. and had it sent to them. And, and all this sort of um, uh, just excitement about the faith. Um, yeah. I, I really love that. The excitement of telling the stories of Jesus. Yes, there was this lovely, lovely sort of uh, reminder, I guess, that, Paul was writing about, you know, the way of life for Christians. But at the same time, people didn't know all the stories, the gospel stories, you know, in early Mm. Christianity. They didn't have the gospels written down. So that that idea that they were hearing about a story of Jesus they didn't know. Yes. um, So getting a clearer picture of who Jesus was as well as having that sort of mediated by Paul in, yeah. in terms of sort of doctrine. And a lovely picture of what that oral tradition was like. So mm. with the stories they did know about Jesus, they knew them and they sort of, there's a wonderful picture of um, a, a sort of young slave who is um, telling the story, but actually she describes it almost as conducting Everyone the audience as in. they're telling the story. They it, all know the story. It's, it's that thing when you have a family story about exactly. a family member who's done something and everybody knows the story. They've heard it so many times. And you all say the punchline at the end. Yeah, yeah, and yeah very much. It so. was really delightful. Um, some really delightful bits where you get glimpses of uh, characters that we do know so just moving on from that that mm. that's Felix that that younger boy has a wonderful time when John Mark appears and mm. and she talks about them kind of trading stories and yes. and getting the sense of Jesus must have been running around because every story begins and immediately yes. and immediately and yeah, yeah. but just lovely and then um, P- with, yeah, Peter arrives and mm. is short and sort of twinkly eyed and these sort of and actually, when he arrived on the scene in the book, I was—I didn't know who he was. I'm very sorry, but that's a spoiler for you, if you <laughs> before you read it. But yes, that sort of who is it? Who is this character who who seems to be everyone be so excited to see, but Phoebe didn't know. And yeah, that that and he tells his story of um, his denial of Christ, and yeah, so and it's very moving. Yeah, very and moving. It, it's a story that we all know and we've heard many times before. But actually, something about putting it into his voice. Yeah imagined in the book telling it to a particular person for a particular reason who needs to hear that story at that that time was was very powerful actually and I think there was a there was a lot of that which was showing how people's understanding of of Christ and people's understanding of the gospel was influencing their daily lives yeah. in very clear and practical yeah, very ways. directly yes mm. and uh yes the only character who doesn't appear who we were sort of expecting to see is paul yes uh, although what's very interesting in the treatment of paul is that people are very conflicted about him so yes. some people find him really hard and difficult and other people say no 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 he's very warm and kind so this sort of uh, i guess a slightly uh, reflecting how we all feel about Paul and mm, I think know. so I think there's something a little bit knowing about yes. um, how she does that I I must admit I was I was a little bit frustrated that we didn't get to meet Paul so he does come to Rome during the course of the book again sorry spoiler but you know if you've read Acts you'll know that he does get there he does get there um, and he is as in the book of Acts he's in 
uh, under house arrest and yes. preaching the gospel but to those who've not yet heard. But he's off scene, he's, and it's and this is sort of character. What they're saying, what mm. she says, is that he's so busy preaching to the, those who don't know the gospel, he hasn't got time for his friends. Yeah, and that it was slightly disappointing, but it, it, it may have been true. You know, there are some people who are so driven, but there there are. But it's hard to reconcile. That I find that hard to reconcile yeah. with the Paul who writes those incredibly warm letters about people who are comfort to individual him. people yeah. who he wants to see and he wants to make sure are all right yeah. and and is concerned about and I yes I I wasn't completely convinced that was fair portrayal of Paul and I she also talks in the notes about why she chose to do that and one of the things she says is well because that was the experience of the church in Rome when they received the letter from yes. Paul which is certainly true but but the book isn't just set at the time when they receive yes. the letter. The book moves beyond that. And it seems to me, if you're going to allow yourself this sort of imaginative development of the characters and the story that we get in the Bible, I want to... I want it all. I, yes. I, I, although, I want Although Paul. perhaps Paul is such a big character, to actually bring him would have been... Maybe. Maybe that too, would have too much. dominated the book. Yeah. And yeah, no, maybe that's true. Um, I did love how the book ends um, with... Um, so we know that, obviously, when Paul writes the letter to the Romans, he's, he's eager to come and see them, mm. but particularly eager to kind of go on beyond to Spain. Oh, yes. and, and one thing that she does do in the book is sort of imagine how that mission might one day happen not for Paul but but by other means and and I thought that was a really nice ending yes that like the book of Acts isn't an ending yeah you know this this is yeah. growing and, and, and going further I, I thought she did very well as well that sort of um Phoebe goes to make preparations for Paul's arrival and he doesn't come and he doesn't come yes. and that whole yes. what what things would have been like when you go and arrange things and then someone gets shipwrecked on the way or yes. that called by the spirit to somewhere else Absolutely. And, 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 and takes three years to arrive instead of three months or something. I'm feeling expecting. a lot of sympathy for Paul in this having just had really not a very good holiday on Malta with bad weather there <laughs> so you know I, I know what it's like Paul. To be not quite <laughs> shipwrecked. But. No I wasn't quite <laughs> shipwrecked that is true. Um yeah, so I think I think in general we both we both enjoyed it. Yeah. We both felt as though it opened our eyes to something of what that world was like, yeah. something of what that experience of, of being church was like then. What did we think? So she she describes it as Pauline Christianity mm. in narrative form. What did we think of the book theologically? Um, I guess there's quite a lot of um of quotation of, of scripture of Paul or Paul's letters and actually I thought I mean it's a little bit sort of not novels sort of what they call telling not showing when you, yes. do, you write a novel you're meant to show not tell but there's actually, a lot of three page long speeches by yes. people which so people kind of giving giving sort of doctrine but actually some of those were in quite good context and mm. you'd say okay this is how this doctrine applies in people's lives and I did, mm. I did quite enjoy that that sort of freshness of somebody saying oh this from Paul's letter this is what this is what we're meant to do. This yes. is what who we are. Or yes, I agree. And and at times there was there was debate about that. So there was certainly um, debate about what he meant uh, in chapters um, ten and eleven about the the position of the Jews and mm. people had understood that differently as the letter was first read and we're having to kind of work that out together. Mm. And uh, you know, and I like that that you know theology is something that the church needs to do that yeah. uh, that we. 
wrestle with the scriptures together to understand one of the characters is called to an uh, a worship of the emperor a me and a me to eat food to sacrifice to idols and there was a discussion about that that whole idea what she do about Mm. meat sacrifice to idols and that was that was very and it was obviously a very real issue for this character and then that reminds you that it was because we you know you know in your head when you read that that must have been an issue for people but to see it in someone's personal life yes and and again and i like the way that scene played out because there were various discussions people saying this and this and this and then actually someone comes on and just says no i think it's actually very straightforward mm. you know paul doesn't care whether you eat the food sacrificed to idols but you know there are jews we... here who for whom this is problematic so you mustn't do it mm. okay yeah that's going to be really hard okay yeah. and it and I, I i like that very practical theology i think yes. you could describe it as and there were certainly things that I disagreed with in terms of her theological conclusions or the, the the way that the theological conclusions were presented in the book. And it's not that I would recommend this as your only reference book for um, Pauline theology. But um, it feels like the book is actually saying these things are up for discussion. Yeah. And that's how, I, you know, the, the people are debating it in the book. Yes. And I don't, it's not very didactic. No, that's right. And there's things. sort of, um, you know, exactly. There's sort of an invitation to do theology, really. Yeah. I think um, the the place where I, I most kind of winced uh, was there's a there's a baptism scene. And it, oh, yeah. it's a really lovely baptism scene in, in many ways. And it it is this um, senator who gets baptised in the Tiber and then uh, his household with him. And there is a an infant um, who... Uh, wants to be baptised and then you know there's some discussion sort of in the river as to whether she should be and and in the end she is baptised but only because she is old enough to be able to say but I love Jesus too and and I'm kind of thinking well I I think she could have been baptised anyway Um, but uh, Baptist theology notwithstanding I don't I mean I don't think there's anything that as I was reading through this I would think I would need to warn people no no again it was it was it I think it it was, was um, accessible and and the things that were debatable people were debating in the book exactly the things wrestling with um, yeah so so really positive experience and I think um, I didn't read all of the notes in a lot of detail mm. um, you know and I think if you're somebody who's done um, any kind of um, New Testament study before there, w- there won't be a lot there that is completely new yeah. but there were things in terms of the historical context that yes, were I, new to me it, and you know you mentioned um about their sort of uh, living experience. Yeah. And and she uses the word tenements, which I've only really ever heard in, in the context of sort of Glasgow. Yes. And, you know, and it, and it was just kind of, oh, actually, yeah, those it sort of apartment like blocks yeah. and, and I, those kind of things. I, um, I So both, both of us read it on Kindle. And if you're reading on Kindle, top tip, if you press the chapter number, it will take you to the notes on the chapter. Yes. And that, I discovered that a few chapters in, and then I started flicking to the, the notes because I did find those mm. really stimulating and interesting. Yes, and she has references. If you if there are things that you think, I'd like to know more about that, she also has a sort of bibliography and suggested references uh, yeah, for where you can go and look in those things. Go on. So I was going to say, um, uh, some of the context reminded me of some detective fiction historical detective fiction i have read recently and i've been raving to you about Rose, yes um by um ruth downey who writes novels um uh about crime novels of the roman empire and the characters in there i've read there's a series of sort of six or seven i've read the char- one of the characters there starts going to christian meetings and there meets uh, uh meets christians and you see how the um 
yeah, just the mm. evolution of Christianity. And she's sort of holding on to the old gods, but also worshipping Christos. And yes. there was there, I, How that made me think about these creeping things. Creeping into society in, in different ways. Yes, and seeing absolutely. It from and slaves and, and yeah. um, business people meeting together and that whole... Um, yes. So um, I think, thing. you know, far from having to defend reading fiction I I think this has shown actually what a powerful thing it can be what else might we recommend if people read this and and got a little taste for this sort of fiction fiction. yes Christian fiction but also sort of biblical fiction I don't quite know what else to describe it as um so the only things I can think of that I've read in a similar kind of vein are very old-fashioned and it's long time since I read them but I must admit I love them um, Lloyd C. Douglas, The Robe and the Big Fisherman. So I've definitely read The Robe again a very long time ago. Yeah, it was the, a good it, read. Yes, and there was a film of it with somebody famous yeah, in very it. Famous. Charlton Heston. Charlton or Heston or somebody of that, <laughs> that ilk, exactly. But yeah, both of those I would recommend as a, a sort of good read. I, I, As I say, it's a while since I've read them and I don't know quite how they stack up historically or theologically um but it, the, there must be things which are newer than that yes i mean the thing something i read a few years ago now are is a series by francine rivers who's sort of known as a sort of inspirational christian romance writer mainly but she has written a sort of series of five on women from matthew's geneal- genealogy um Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba and Mary she writes on and I remember reading those so four of them Old Testament which is more difficult to Mm. uh, access in terms of She has one about um, Hosea and Gomer as well Oh that's quite a famous one yes Um, I I forget the name but her books are often quite you know good historical research although as I was saying Old Testament scenarios more difficult less history to um, yes, into. but in in a sense, maybe even more important for us, because you know, yes. I I don't know what it was like to live in first century Rome, but I know even less about what it was like to live in sort of you know two thousand BC, yes. one thousand BC, exactly, um, in in Israel then, and so for somebody to do some of that research, but then also that imaginative work that yeah. helps you to see these as as real people like us with backstories and hinterlands and, and all that kind of stuff. And and to imagine not necessarily what it was like, but what it might've been like the circumstances of going through what we know just in their sort of crisis moments often, but actually how that might have fitted into a picture of their whole life. I know um, N.T. Wright has written a biography of Paul now. Now, we we talked about reading that, but then it's yeah we weren't brave enough. <laughs> it was quite chunky. But actually, well, but... but again, it's that same kind of um, trying to put flesh on the bones of somebody we only know in in really quite vague detail. Yes, it, to Bible. sort of remember that people in the Bible were real people. Yeah, they, and to to think about them more as individuals who met with God or who were involved in the story of the Lord and his people Hmm. um yeah I think it is it 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 helps you as a as a Christian to to relate to imagine to remember that people are people and and they you know people in the Bible had similar experiences emotionally um if not sort of and I think 
There is always the the caveat, isn't there? We don't actually know. Yeah. You know, nothing would surprise me more than to get to heaven and discover that Phoebe's backstory was exactly the way that Paula Gindler <laughs> has imagined it. I'm I'm sure it wasn't, and that and so we do, we do need to distinguish yeah. the 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 Bible characters that we know and the the truth that we know mm. from the imagined. Um, fictionalized version of that but that that isn't to say there's no value in the fiction well, and actually there's a lot of value there's good value in, in awakening imagination. our imaginations to what life was like uh, because you can't you can't apply the bible without going through the historical setting if you mm. if you avoid the historical setting you get all sorts into all sorts of problems yeah uh, exactly and 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 i think that, that was one thing i felt very strongly reading phoebe is theology was never abstract or theoretical in the book Mm. it it was practical and applied and I think that's something that's a really valuable lesson uh, for us to keep remembering in the church today so I think we would recommend that that is uh, Paula by uh, Phoebe by Paula Gidder (laughs) um, which may not be something you've come across before maybe uh, different from your your normal uh, diet of, of Christian books but maybe uh, over Christmas. Yes, uh, I'm to read over the Christmas holidays. Yeah, it, it, it's not a difficult read. I think the story, once you know, you persevere with the first couple of chapters, it, it will grip you yeah. and uh, maybe make you think about things in a, a new and different way. Yeah. Great. We will be back. We will be back in the new year. Uh, we'll be reading uh, a very different book uh, in January. We're looking at Glenn Scrivener's latest uh evangelistic book long story short if you want to read along with us if you've got any questions about that or suggestions about books you'd like to see us read in 2019 uh do let us know thanks so much for listening bye